Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. We're on Eileen Hornos. Eileen. Come on, Eileen. Eileen. If we say Aileen, it's because her fucking mother put an A in the beginning, (laughs) and I cannot wrap my head around it. Her mom fucked this up for you guys. It's not us. It's not us messing up. It's her. (laughs) God damn it. That's what I have to think of. Anyway, I want to say thanks to our sponsor, Studio Speed, and you can get your awesome headphones at studio.com use the promo code cmd at checkout for 15 percent off your order yeesh 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 and if you would like to donate to our patreon which we highly recommend because it definitely helps with everything we do whether it's equipment or stickers or merchandise every penny helps go check us out at patreon.com slash me dead podcast and we want to thank all of all of our subscribers because everybody is everybody. bad ass. But we want to give a special thanks to our examinators. Examinator? <laughs> I still fucking giggle over that shit. <laughs> Tiffany Piper, Sharon Hoffman, Clinton Toon, Samantha Vaughn, and Tracy Louder Keith. With like we said, without all of you guys, the shit wouldn't happen. We wouldn't be able to pay for anything. No stickers. No stickers. No shirts. No mailing shit to you. No lanyards. No nothing. Nothing. Nothing fun. No see. No fun. So uh, go check out the Bleak Shop for serial killer swag, you guys. Um, they have pins, patches. Everything is amazing. Bleakshop.bigcartel.com. Yeesh. Yeesh. And now we have a public service announcement. I don't even know if this would qualify as that, but I just want to tell you that since we've signed with the Age of Radio, we're going to a different platform, and I know we've changed a few times, but this time is the last. We hope. (laughs) We hope. (laughs) This will make it easier to get your episodes on time. You won't have to go straight through the Podbean app. It's going to go everywhere, but we're going to be on all podcasts apps all of your major apps for google for iphone for everything we're also going to be on soundcloud coming up i'm still going to download episodes to podbean for quite a while until everybody gets the the switch over but if you stop seeing new episodes on podbean find us on a different app i'm sorry i don't want you to download 50,000 apps the book used for research on this case is called dead ends by michael reynolds it's a good it's a good read Oh, it's a really good read. Okay, so in the last episode, we talked about Eileen, or Lee. So if you hear either name, you know we're talking about the same person. Even Aileen. <laughs> oh, fucking, come on, Eileen. God. Jesus. Was insanely fucked up in her childhood. After she got pregnant at 15, she was living in the woods, and then she eventually started hitchhiking. So, she had herself... Selling her body. At 11. At 11. <sighs> oh, Sorry. God. I know, dude. I know. I look at my fucking kids, and I still see little fucking kids. That's Calvin's age. He's what? 11. And people fucking did it, though. That's the really fucked up part. People fucking did it. Like the local pedophile. 
Um, because we just have one of those fucking roaming Roman. around. Yeah. It's not a fucking stray dog, you guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we don't just feed that. Contain your goddamn <laughs> local pedophile, okay? Fuck. <laughs> if you have a local pedophile, contain the motherfucker and quit feeding it. Put it no. In- <laughs> catch it, put a trap out for it, catch it, and take it to the fucking pound. Oh no. No. <laughs> no, you do not. He's <laughs> met it on the nose. No. No. <laughs> No, bear. No. Spray it with water. <laughs> Get your squirter out of it. Tries to touch a kid. Squirt no, it. Don't give it a squirter. No. No, uh, no don't um, give it one. Squirt it in the face. Oh, Jesus Christ. No. I'm a dirty person. You are. I know. Oh. But it still fucking bothers me that 11 years old. Me too. And local pedophile was no. like a thing. Like everybody's like, ah, no big deal. It's just a local pedophile. Uh, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Fucking what? She married a rich old dude that she beat up with his cane, and then he left her after she got arrested at a bar in Michigan. If you missed all of that, go back to episode one. Get caught up. Get caught up. We tell some good stories. When we left you last time, the cops were trying to come and figure out who Chastity was. She was the last known person to ever see Richard Mallory before his death. In Mallory's apartment, they had also found a paper with Chastity's name on it and the phone number. In Mallory's apartment, they also found a piece of paper with Chastity's name on it and her phone number. When they called it, they reached a girl by the name of Alicia Br- Alicia Bryant. The investigators, Kelly and Horzeppa. I'm going to fuck that up a lot. Every time. Every time. <clears throat> Met her at her apartment in Tampa. She said she knew Chastity from 2001 from the Odyssey Club. Mm, the 2001 what's, what's, Odyssey. What's the Odyssey Club? Yeah, I don't know. She told them that she let Chastity use her phone number if she wanted to give it to customers because they don't think she had one. So she was like, here, give them mine. Why not? Sounds like a good idea. Alicia, customers. Customer. Alicia made it clear that she didn't want to be hooked into the homicide but agreed to give them any info that they wanted. She's like, I didn't do it, but I'll tell you. I didn't. It's, well, it, it wasn't, wasn't me. me. <laughs> they showed her a picture of Richard Mallory and asked if she knew him. She said yes, that he was a regular at the 2001 Odyssey Club. It's got to be a strip club. It is. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's where they all were Congregated. Mm-hmm. Mary. All these gals are dancers there. Well, I'm just saying, you make a lot of fucking money doing that. Yeah. She said the guy who... She said he was the guy who gave Chastity the TV and VCR. You remember the story from last Before, week? Only one of them got it. Kimberly Guy, who went by Danielle. Yeah, and he actually like went to the house and fucking set it up for her. Yeah, and I guess she never said that the other girl, that Chastity didn't get one. She just said that she knows that she got one for sure. So, anyway, they asked Alicia if she had a picture of Chastity, and she said no, so they asked her to describe her. She said she was about 18 or 20, had blonde hair and big boobs. That's a good description. Thank you, Alicia. That narrows it down to about 25,000 people in the area. All the people that work at the 2001 (laughs) Odyssey Club. Uh She also told them to go to the club and talk to Ronnie, who was the manager, to get pictures. Uh, She said she hadn't seen her since December, or since the beginning of December, and it was the end of December. Like, she hadn't seen her for the whole month, which wasn't normal for her. They went to the 2001 Odyssey and asked the manager for her picture. When he brought it out, they noticed that she did in fact have blonde hair and big boobs. 
But she also had a lot of tattoos, like a devil on her leg, a unicorn on her shoulder, a dragon on her inner thigh with the words, a property of bruiser by the dragon. Oh, God. Sexy. Come on. Because of these tattoos, they were thinking along the lines of outlaw bikers, because those were outlaw biker tattoos, I guess. The manager, Ronnie, then gave them her employee information. Her full name was Chastity Lee Marcus, date of birth 10-29-1964, which made her 27, not 18 or 20. Well, she must have good yeah, for her age. Alicia's not super smart either. <laughs> they asked for addresses and phone numbers, and he had a few, but said one of them was for Doug Lambert, or her boyfriend. When the cops went to Doug's house, he told them that he didn't know where she was and he hadn't seen her for a few weeks. They told him it was a homicide investigation and they needed to talk to her. Magically, two hours later, he has her and brings her to the embassy suites to be interviewed by them. Magic. I don't know where she is. I haven't seen her, but... It's like a fucking never-ending hickey trick. Yeah. Oh, oh wait. Oh, oh, there it is. Would you look at that? Uh, would you just look at that? Yes. Look at that. She ended up giving them her statement, but it seemed like a total line of bullshit. She told the story somewhat like Danielle did, but said Danielle was the one that had sex with him, with Richard Mallory, and that he dropped her off first, and then Danielle... After he hooked up her TV and VCR. So she's telling the same story. Flipped. Right. Mary. Um, she also said that she saw him a few days later at the club standing by the bar. Okay. No, you didn't. He was dead. You lying bitch. Mary. Yeah. During her interview, she kept saying that her boyfriend, Doug, would beat her if he found out she was turning tricks, which basically tells you... Um, let's not lie to each other. Like, motherfucker knew. Right? You, you can't... If you're going to work in a facility where you take your clothes off for money, that is fine. That is fine. However, don't fib about the extracurricular... And be Ex- like, the oh, extra money maker. Yeah, like you're just gonna show up with fucking seven hundred dollars rent, and your boyfriend's gonna be like, okay, my thighs are sore from all those dances <laughs> I did. I mean, which she could have been serious about that. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know either, but you can't fib about where extra money is coming from. No. And be like, oh, I need Plan B, because. I got real close on that lap dance. <laughs> it squirted up in there. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Did, did you really just say that? I did. <laughs> Let me get my shit <laughs> They found out that Chastity had actually pawned her TV and her VCR two days later for money to get... A fix. Yeesh. 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 Which is unfortunate. It is. Chastity, surprisingly, didn't have a driver's license or a social security card. They cut... (laughs) God, dude. They cut a lock out of her hair for DNA. Yeah, they're like, oh, you don't have that? Let's Let's, let's take a piece of your hair. hair. I'm not surprised she didn't have that. I'm I'm not at all. Yeah. Like, I struggle to keep track of my shit. I have my driver's license. My driver's license, but, like, my social security card... I put mine in a safe place that even I don't know where they are. <laughs> They're really safe. 
Really safe. So safe, I can't get to One day when I move out of here, I'll find them. (laughs) Pretty much. Eight weeks later, after the investigators had arrived back to Tampa, they went and talked to Doug again to ask him if he had talked to Chastity since they last talked to her, which was eight weeks ago. And he was like, she's gone fucking bonkers. She's gone fucking crazy. And she has actually decided that she's going to run to the police, to the po-po, yeah. And tell him, I committed these murders. It was me, motherfucker. I, I did it. Fucking Girl Scouts honor. Yeah, because she just was, like, went crazy and was like, oh, fine, I'm going to tell him it was me. <laughs> Shit, it was me. But was it mental illness or drugs? Or both. Or both. I don't know. I don't know. Doug said that at the time he didn't believe her, but now he does. She's crazy. She went from normal to crazy in, like... Boom! Like it. Crazy eyes. Basically, like I do when you leave shit on the counter. Me, when you leave shit on the counter. Fuck you. Like, God, do you know where the fucking trash can is, bitch? Mm. So, Doug continued on and said to the investigators that her father was a member of the Warlocks biker gang in Orlando and that he died two months ago. He also said that her mother lived in California and that Chastity had once been married before to the president of the Sons of Silence, which was a biker gang in Indiana. He thought that maybe this husband went by the name of Bruiser and that he was killed in a hassle by the outlaws, a bigger biker gang. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. They asked him if he knew where she was, and he was like, man, no. No. I wished I did, but I don't. That same night, they went back to the club to talk to the manager. They talked to the... Talked to a few girls, and a few of them were like, uh, well, they asked them, like, did you see her after November 30th? And these girls were like, meh, I think Ronnie spent Christmas with her. Yeah, Ronnie was the manager. Right. Dude. Right. So they were like, I don't know. Ronnie said she was all uptight and being crazy. That her boyfriend named Wildman. Wild Wild man. Wild man. Wildman. Wildman. Fucking guess who can't read? Well, when I typed it in first, I typed warrior. Like, out of nowhere, I just <laughs> made shit up. All right, that sounds like a good name, too. It starts Wild with a W. Was part of a biker gang and somehow had her in trouble. Chastity had told Ronnie, the night manager, I'm hot as a firecracker and I've got to get out of town. Yeah, oh, I've seen and done it all in my short life. I kind of feel like I know what she means. Because I've done a lot. Maybe I've seen she's... some shit. Yeah, that's probably what she meant. Like, she's like, nah. Yeah, I'm out. I've done Fuck it all. Fuck this shit. She also stated that she was in big trouble. Devin Kirby, who was one of the dancer's friends, said that he was making frequent trips to Orlando. She was making frequent trips to Orlando with a biker named Bob. They said she had called about three weeks ago from South Carolina and said that she was heading back so she couldn't make any money from there. Yeah, she couldn't make any money in South Carolina. Carolina. They don't well, have the money there. She got to go back to Florida to make that money. Well, if she's dancing and turning tricks and... Yeah, Florida. Which, I mean, I don't know. North Carolina's full of people. Mike Adams. <laughs> How many do you pay? <laughs> Just kidding. We love you. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's funny. <laughs> He's the only one I know that... I think it's South Carolina. I know there's I'm more, but I can't cheese. remember. I'm eating my cheese. My cheese. I don't have any more cheese. 
You want my last bite? No, I'm good. Okay. I need to read. I can't bite it again. <laughs> <laughs> they went back to Doug's house after they found out that the other, the people at the club had talked to her and said, listen, have you talked to her? He's like, okay, fine. She called three weeks ago from South Carolina, which is the same story the people at the club said. He gave them all the numbers that she had that were associated or that he had that were associated with her, like for her mom and her dad and all the other people. And he also told them that she had said she knew all about Mallory's murder. So they took a picture of him and left. This was back in the day of Polaroid, so they always took a Polaroid. Now we'd be like on our phone. Do I still have a Polaroid camera? I wish I did. You want one? I still make them. I know. I want one. I think I gave mine to my daughter. Oh, I want one. But the film is fucking expensive. Anyway. Oh, lame. Uh, No criminal record was found for Chastity Lee Marcus when they went back and ran all of her information. They think this was a bogus name. What? Yeah. This is new to me. What? I'd never thought this all along. (laughs) They were trying to find out more about that bruiser in Indiana, though, with the Sons of Silence. A warrant, however, was created for chastity for the death of Richard Mallory. The murder. Murder? The murder of murder. Richard Mallory. Murder of Richard Mallory. <laughs> did it. Did, did it. you fucking murder Mallory? <laughs> Good Lord. The Indiana State Police came back with the info on Bruiser. His name was Robert John Carrier. He was the former president of the Sons of Silence. Bob. 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 He was more likely, more than likely dead from what they found out, which we already knew. I'm sorry. I get, ba, 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 banan. The minions. I know. I have, I have that on my phone. Answer okay. your phone. <laughs> Banana phone. That's okay. my ringtone for Calvin. Right. I'll be good. He was the former president of the Sons of Silence. He was more than likely dead, which we pretty much new. He had a huge criminal record, including homicide, assault, and manslaughter, just to name a few. (laughs) His body had never been found, though. His wife apparently went to Florida after his supposed death, and her name was Robin Carrier. They had a number they got from Doug that was supposedly her father's number, Chastity's father's number, but it was really for a man named Timothy Altser. They went to the address and a woman named Sharon Nunn was there. They asked about Chastity. They said that she had known her for about two years and that she had danced a lot in the clubs of Orlando, but her name was really Jamie and that Marcus was the last name of her old boyfriend, Bab. Bab. There's so many Babs. Babs. We've got Robert and we've got Bab. Bab. Jesus. Marcus. James. Jesus. Jesus. What? <laughs> Sharon also said that Chastity was deep into the Warlocks, which was a biker gang. She was pretty fancy with those. Yes, she was. She said they hadn't heard from Chastity since before Christmas, which wasn't like her. So we're still trying to fucking find Chastity. Again, they had her once, but didn't have enough to keep her. On April 10th, Horzeppa and Kelly went to talk to Doug again. They took all of the clothes that Chastity had left there. I'm not sure why. I don't have... Yeah, I don't really get why, but I'm sure there's a reason. Okay, the Indiana State Police got back with them and said they'd found some info on the Warlocks and Bruiser. They also found ID on on Chastity from a 1988 booking when she got arrested in Orlando using the name Robin Carrier. Three names now. Mary. 
All right. She still had an active warrant on her. They did a... They did a... Doorstop. They decided to follow up with the number they were given for her mother. It ended up being a family who said they adopted her with the name of Celeste when she was nine, but only had her for two years because she was a little liar and a thief and they couldn't take it anymore. So how many names are we up to now? Um, so Celeste. many. Yeah, well, I think we're at four. <laughs> so many, so many names. The investigation sent them all over the place with crazy leads. They finally caught up with her in New Orleans after she had already been arrested. Yeah. She sobbed, and when she was taken into questioning, she kept... That's Paloma. We throw our papers on the ground after we're done, and, and the dog, the dog lays, is, them in, lays, lays in them. Uh, lies in them. I can't... I cannot talk. Fucking speak the Queen's English Mm-mm. for the fuck of God. <laughs> <laughs> for the fuck of God? I don't even know what the hell just came out of my fucking mouth. I'm sorry. For the fuck of God? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Nikki, for the fuck of God? <laughs> That's the new thing. We're saying it now. <clears throat> Neary. She sobbed, and when she was taken in for questioning, she kept saying that she had nothing to do with it. She ended up having an alibi, and guess what? Guess. What? She turned it all around and blamed it on Kimberly, a.k.a. Danielle. Danielle. Weird. I didn't see that coming. Oh, no. Why would we, you know, take accountability for something and then swing it around on somebody else? Who fucking does that? The investigators went back to Florida and on June 29th had her... I'm sorry, I'm struggling with the fucking face you just made. You're like, you gave me fucking, like, legit crazy eyes. (laughs) Like, I kind of want to murder you, but I might want to scissor you, so... where Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. The investigators went back to Florida and on June 29th had her take a polygraph test, which... Guess what? Guess. She passed. passed it with flying fucking colors. Because she didn't fucking do it. Right. Unlike fucking douchebag meth head Mike on um, yeah. Justice for DJ. Yeah. Fucker. You did do it. And you, you fucking failed. And you fucking lied about but it. But she didn't do it and she passed. See how and that works? She didn't. She didn't. No. Yeah. I feel like it's an episode of Maury. Yes. And you You failed. (laughs) But she didn't. She passed with flying colors. So they had to let Chastity know that she was off the hook. She responded by flipping them off as she was hauled off to Orlando for probation violations. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. This is something I would do. Right. Six months of chasing Chastity, they were on the wrong fucking track. The whole fucking time. Gotcha. Bitch. I bet everybody thinks that Chastity was going to be Eileen. Because I did. All the way through till I found out that part. So I just had to carry that on to everybody. Yeah, sorry. It's, it's good information. Not her. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked with you. We still don't know who the fuck. Well, we do. Well, but we do. <laughs> they don't know who it was. On June 1st, another body had actually been found in the woods of Chow. 
I'm gonna fuck this up. I practiced it <laughs> and I still didn't get it, so I'm sorry. Does that help you? I'm gonna fuck this up. <laughs> Where's Rocky? We need to phone a friend. I know. Chasahawiskas? I don't know. I'm gonna say it that way. And Rocky, wh- go- yeah. call us. Where, where are you at? <laughs> call us and make it better. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to lick my wounds. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. So, Chasahawiska National Refuge Wildlife Refuge. <laughs> my fucking. My tongue are tied. I'm from Utah. <laughs> Wildlife Refuge, which is about 40 miles of Tampa North. The body was of a man who was found naked except for a baseball hat on. How weird is that? That's can weird. We, can we just stop and acknowledge the fact that that's fucking bizarre? Usually your hat comes off first. Like, I could understand if you got left with your socks on. Well, yeah. But with a, a hat. hat. <laughs> so anyway, he was sprawled on his back with his arms outstretched. So... But how did the fucking hat stay on? She had to put it back on him. I'm still weird about that. The body was actually taken in for autopsy three days later. The findings of the coroner were as follows. White Caucasian male. The remaining skin is firm, dry, tan yellow, parchment-like. That's fucking creepy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. The skin and soft tissue is absent from around the mouth and the eyes. There is no external ear tissue present. Ugh. What What the fuck was she doing? I, that, was that, I think that it was like, the weather. Okay. Was that like exposure? I think so because it's June in Florida. It's oh, fucking God. hot. I fucking hope so. Because the skin is absent from the anterior chest and ab- abdomen, as is the vast majority of the skeletal muscle and other sc- other soft tissue the skin is absent from the back of the left hand the inside of each arm from the axilla down to the hands has exposed bone that's pretty advanced yeah it's hot there i know it's hot there i wonder if it's the bugs yeah there's a lot of bugs bugs feeding on shit yeah a lot of bugs fed on all of these bodies they would they mentioned that in the in there where because there's no fucking way that things are going to be down to the bone that fast no the bugs are eating the shit out of them bugs are fucking wildlife um there were small remnants of a mustache hair and a few tufts of brown and gray hair that were on the head but they were in patches that were left on the skull the teeth were all natural so they took an impression and then they did an x-ray the x-ray found six metallic projectiles through the chest and abdomen Pew, pew, pew. I was going to go, bop, bop, bop. But that's the 22. Pew, pew, no, pew. Pew, pew, pew is the 22. Pew, pew, pew. 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 <laughs> so we had to do it twice. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, six. pew, pew. Because <laughs> there's six. They removed the hands so that they could take him along for fingerprinting. Which... They did with the last one because once they're so far yeah. decomposed, well, they, they can't to. really just roll it out there. No. They have to. They have to do another special uh, could you test. Imagine, like that being that hot in the fucking south. I bet he smelled like a southerner's oh, taint. Oh God! Yeah. Uh, With bugs. Or monkey bun. Monkey bun. Mo- oh my God! I can't even see it. <laughs> Sorry. Monkey. Monkey. Oh my God. 
monkey butt paste Jesus Christ on a cross with toast. It was even funnier because I didn't know what you were trying to say. I'm like, I can't help you. I don't don't know what you're trying to say. I don't know where we're going. (laughs) You've taken me down a hole. (laughs) I don't know where. I'm lost. Help me out. Help. Help me, baby Jesus. Help me, Tom Cruise. (laughs) Help me out for Winifred. Oprah Winifrey. Oprah. Oprah Winifrey. That's how he says it. Oprah. <laughs> Help me, Oprah. Ew. It's in Talladega Nights. Oh, yes. Help me, Oprah. I need to watch that again. Oh, shit. All right. The detectives first questioned the foul-mouthed surveyor named Matthew Cocking that, <laughs> that found the body. <laughs> Sorry. It wasn't me. It's his real name. Matthew was a person who had a bad temper He carried a pistol And he had no reason to be there He also gave them conflicting stories About why he was there at first On June 7th The body was identified as David A. Spears And that same day The surveyor that found him Mr. Cocking (laughs) (laughs) Was also cleared He was cleared that same day David Spears was a 43-year-old heavy equipment operator from Bradenton. He was last seen on May 19th, leaving his place of employment in Sarasota. He had been headed out to Orlando after work. He was supposed to be there the next day around 2 or 3. His boss was actually who found his truck on the side of the road that night. It had a flat tire and the license plate was missing. They called it in and it hadn't been reported stolen yet. David's boss says he probably had about four or five hundred dollars cash on him at the time that he went missing. With further investigation, they found out that he and his wife had been divorced since 1984 after 20 years of marriage, but still spent a lot of time together. He actually called her on the morning of the 19th and see, said he would see her later that day. That's weird that you would get divorced <clears throat> and still like chill. I think they just like had a weekend thing. Oh, maybe. They said that he took his laundry to her, so maybe he was just, like, keeping in, in contact so he could get his laundry done. I don't know. Maybe I'd be like, meatloaf. yeah, I'd and laundry. Right. <laughs> I'm in. Here I am. <laughs> his son Jeff had also picked up his paycheck that day, and it never got cashed. <clears throat> the police have no leads in this case. Now, while they're conducting their investigation, our favorite people over at the GBI... Oh, God. We're also investigating a naked body that they had found. However, this body had two bullet wounds, but it was from a thirty-eight, And it was left just... It was left just off I-75 near the Florida-Georgia state line. And this body had been found May 5th. Mary... Another naked male who had 922 bullets in him was found in Pasco County on June 6th. He had he'd been left under an electric blanket. Like, Th- oh, cover it up. That's why. It's naked, let's cover it. I don't know. I don't okay. understand. Uh, like I'm some married. are just left out there naked and some are covered with shit. I don't know why. Okay. The medical examinator. I typed it big for you. (laughs) I I didn't know who would be reading this page, so I had to. (laughs) Examinator. 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 
The metal. Met, <laughs> no, we're going down this road again. Oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> fuck. The, the medical, medical examiner. examiner. <laughs> the medical examiner. Could only give approximate time of death, which was 5 to 14 days before he was discovered. How does that work? Because he was so decomposed and it was so... electric blanket in the middle of fucking summer? Yeah. Mary. I mean, that'll cause you to decompose pretty fucking fast, I guess. I, I suppose. From what I understand. Well, I'm glad the examinator got a hold of Yes, that. the examinator the, the, did. The examinator. Yes. The metal examiner. <laughs> <laughs> There's another word I always screw up. I can't remember what it is. All right. The body was far too decomposed to identify. Even the 22 bullets have deteriorated. Wow. Words. Words. In my mouth. I need them to come the fuck out. Yes. Yes. Coax so, them. Oh. <laughs> come out. I see you. Hello. <laughs> I see you, words. You come out, yeah? <laughs> Family. You. Yo. <laughs> words. You. Why is that so funny? I don't oh, know. Jesus Christ. All What's right. wrong with us? Three bodies found in three days in three different counties. On July 4th, 1990, a lady by the name of Rhonda Bailey was sitting on her porch with her husband and her cousin when she heard screeching tires. There were so many wrecks on that road that because of a tight turn that they were like used to it. They're like, ah, whatever. There's wrecks here all the time. let's, Let's go look and see. They rushed across the road and they found a wrecked car. There were two women screaming, one blonde, one brunette. The blonde was screaming, I told you not to go so fast. Oh, that's kind of fucking sad. Along with the uh, imaginable fucking foul language that I'm sure somebody would be exerting after being in a fucking car crash Well, like yeah, that. if you're sitting in the passenger seat telling them to <clears throat> slow down and they don't slow down your wreck, like, I'm, I'm going to be a dick after that. Like, uh, I fucking told you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you fucking... Filthy fucking cunt. I told you fucking not to go so fucking fucking fuck it. Yes. That, just the F words that would come yes, out of my mouth. Yes, all of them. So Rhonda said that the blonde begged her not to call the police. Um, but then... I Gee, I wonder why. So Rhonda said that the blonde had begged her not to call the police. She said her father lived right up the street, and she also said that the blonde was treating the brunette like a baby. Like talking down to her like, yeah. I told you not to. I, and Rhonda told the blonde, you can use my phone. You can call authorities. You can call whomever you need. She was like, no, 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 no. I don't I, I don't need your stuff. No, I'm just going to walk down this fucking street. And that's when she started walking. The Once the Baileys went back to their porch, they saw the woman run back to the car and jump in. The blonde was driving and it had a broken windshield. I'm sure you've guessed by now the blonde is nothing other than... Eileen Hornos. Hornos? Hornos. Like Hornitos? Sure. Okay. Now we're, now we're Hispanic. Yes. Mary. Yes. I mean, I do love their food. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. And my children speak their language. I don't. Um, Paige does. Uh, Logan speaks French. Yeah. I got a little bit Which, of German. I mean, they're a little bit close. But yeah. later that day, a man spotted the woman walking down. State Road 3. Okay, so if you guys aren't 
familiar with this. There's FM and there's SR. So SR is a state road, FM is farm road. So the women were actually walking down State Road 315 carrying a cooler. <laughs> of all the fucking things. We need to have our beer. Yeah, whatever. Offered them a ride. They wanted to go to Daytona, but he said he wasn't going that far. And apparently Eileen flipped the fuck out. The fuck. Then why the fuck did you pick us up if you're not going to take us where we need to go? You know how she do. Crazy bitch. Fucking the crazy eyes. Yeah, and nope. It, ha- mm-hmm. it happened. He thought this was suspicious. <laughs> I don't you know don't why. Say. So he went to his brother-in-law's house, which was just down the road, and called the fire department. I'm not sure why the fire department, if he had some connection to them. Whatever. Hubert. Listen to this. Hubert Hewitt who was the chief of the Orange Springs Volunteer Fire Department, and his wife responded to the call. When they spotted the women, they asked if they had been in a wreck. Lee was covered in blood and did all the talking. As you can imagine, everything fucking pissed her off. So every Uh-oh. question they oh, asked, fucking say. yeah, she flipped the fuck out. The couple said that the women were anxious to get away. Like, they were just like, you know, yeah, and then just wanted go. to get the fuck out. Yeah. The Marion County Sheriff. Scary lizard! Scary lizard! <laughs> the Marion County Sheriff's Department responded to Hewitt's report of the accident and found the gray 1988 Pontiac Sunbird that had been wrecked and left. It belonged to Peter. Sims. I don't know if it's Sims or Symes. It's S I E M S. I'm Symes. I don't know. That we have a superpower to fuck up names, so <laughs> we might as well just stay with that. Um, so I'm a superhero. What do you do? I fuck shit up. I fuck the names I'm up. Fuck her upper. Yes. <laughs> um, he was a missing person slash endangered adult. A forensic artist was brought in to do a sketch of the women, and the sketches were sent out to all the police st- departments. Departments. Department. Suddenly we sound like Canadians. Yeah. We tried all through Robert Picton. Couldn't fucking do it. No. Doing it just fine. We've got it now. We're we're Canadian now. (laughs) Turns out that Peter Symes has been missing since June 22nd. And they found him in July. July 4. Well, no, they didn't find him yet. Sorry. It turns out that Peter Symes had been missing since June 22nd. An alert was put out to look for the women off of the sketch that was drawn. Peter Symes was a 65-year-old veteran merchant seaman who had just retired. I know, I tried to I tried to flow through that, but I knew I wasn't going to be able to. Sorry. Right. He had just retired the year before. Him and his wife are very Christian people, and she was doing some missionary work abroad. Peter had made plans to go visit his sister in New Jersey and then to Arkansas to see his son. The police went to his house to see if they could find any leads, and all they found was the evidence of the trip that he was going to take to New Jersey and Arkansas. The car was taken to an impound yard in Ocala. It was searched for fingerprints. There was a bloody there was blood in the car, and there was even a bloody palm print on the truck. Trunk. Words. So she, like, was bleeding Ocala? and just... Ocala? Ocala. Ocala. Okay. Ocala. <laughs> your dog gets all excited. I know. Every time it's I move not even my your arms, name. it was close. It had an uh in it. <laughs> the detective in the case was pretty convinced that Peter Symes was no longer living. 
However, his body was never found. Like, to this day, never found. Jesus Christ. Yeah. We'll talk about that more later. Yes, we will. But he was never found. Yes, we will. Yes. Yes, we will. July 30th, 46-year-old Troy Burris didn't return back to work at 4 p.m. like he was supposed to. We're we're moving along to another story. Or we're going to skip around a little bit. Yes, we're moving forward. Ivan Stryven, speaking <laughs> this a little bit different. Yes. He worked for the Gilchrist Sausage Company as a delivery man. When he hadn't returned by 7 that evening, the manager left a note for him and was like, call me when you get back. By 11, when he still hadn't responded and her husband decided to go backtrack Troy's route, he didn't find anything. Mm-mm. Oh, oh, guess what? You don't get nothing. No. Or do you? Ha. Huh. By 2 a.m., his wife calls, reports him missing at 4 a.m. His delivery truck was spotted on the side of the road 20 miles east of Ocala. Ocala. Thank you. When the police got there, the truck engine was cold and the door was unlocked and the keys were gone. So he hadn't been there in a minute. No. Not if the truck engine's cold. Mm -mm. The detective that was assigned to the case talked to the wife and, of course, she said everything was great and he had no reason to disappear. However, when they talked to friends, they found out that he had a girlfriend and he also had been married before and had two kids and, but, like, just bounced. Like, fucking up and left. All right, I'm done. I'm going to go. Oh, fuck. I, you know what? You you guys shit and piss and die. I'm going to go get a new one. <laughs> Let's start over. Do you think that the other one's not going to reproduce? Maybe they'll reproduce better. I don't I know. Do, I don't know. A search party, including a man on horseback and in helicopter, had actually gone out and looked for him. They searched the area within a four-mile radius where the truck was. But where the truck was found at 11 p.m., the search was done. They were like, fuck it. Oh, we're not finding anything. Let's go. A four-mile radius? You're going to get a helicopter and people on horses for a four-mile four radius? radius? No. On, go A little bit bigger. It, well, I'm not trying to say anything nasty because we do fucking 22-mile searches for people in right. Utah. But Jesus Christ, four miles, four fucking miles. That, that, yeah, that's as far as you fucking looked. That's like us driving from here to the middle of town. That's not that far. No, no, not at all. They found out the year before that Troy had a thriving swimming pool business in the uh, Delray Beach, and that he had moved to Ocala. <clears throat> he just like up and left it one day. He's like, he's like, ah, oh, bye. I'm done with this. Yeah, I don't like the what? traffic. It's like it smells like chlorine. I'm so, fucking out of here. Yeah, let's go. The guy who bought the business still owed him twenty four thousand dollars. They were financially tight, and it was nothing horrible. Like, but nothing running like away yeah, from. He had like, it. Like, it would be different if you were like three hundred and fifty thousand or two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in fucking debt. Yeah, but there was no reason to be Mm-mm. like. Bye. Yeah. Troy's sister called the investigator with the findings from a psychic. Because, you know, that helps. But this is crazy. Listen to what the psychic says. I know. I know. The psychic said Troy stopped for a lady or two men and that they went to Daytona Beach to buy drugs. 
She saw him 70 miles northwest of Ocala in Perry. She said that he was in a black or turquoise Pontiac, which is accurate, <laughs> and possibly had been stabbed. She said she saw his mouth moving and she saw the Pontiac in a ditch and $750. Well, but then we'll find we'll out. Fucking move on to that. Yeah, we'll find out eventually well, how really? right she was. Oh. Investigators found out that the last place he was seen was in a Seville grocery store on the edge of the National Forest. The store owner said that he chatted him up for a bit, about 15 minutes, and then he was on his way. The next stop was only 15 minutes away, and when he never arrived. The records show that he had collected $293.80 in cash. Yeah. She clearly... Hmm. But there's more to the story. Moving on to August 4th, a family was having a picnic found his body. It was about eight miles... From where the truck had been found. Oh, but we only do a four-mile search. Yeah. God. What the fuck? That made me okay, so mad sorry. when I found out he was eight miles. I'm like, bah! <laughs> the body was lying face down and was covered in ants, beetles, maggots, and flies. So they were all just eating him to death. The Well, he was already dead. dead but eating him, him in death, I guess you would say. Um, yes. That would be a better way to say it. Yeah. His credit cards were found, but his wallet and ID were missing. His remains were far too gone to be identified. Why wouldn't she take the fucking credit cards? Because she doesn't want the trail. She only wants cash. If she uses credit cards, there's a trail. He was identified by his wedding ring when it was taken to his wife because everything was too far gone. They couldn't do anything. Jesus. Yeah. The The autopsy showed that he had been shot twice with a twenty-two, once in the upper chest and once in the lower left side of the back. The bullet to the chest had gone through the aorta, ricocheted off the spine, and lodged in the left <gasps> lung. Pew, pew. Yeah. You know. Gross. The investigators were looking at a hitchhiker that was picked up not too far from the abandoned truck. All they were able to find out on this guy was that he was a small-time thief that was actually in the wrong place at the wrong time. Because they kept trying to say that it was him. He's like, no, I just fucking happened to be there. <laughs> and he was cleared. On September 11th, 1990, Lee was hitchhiking on an exit ramp like she liked to do. She was picked up by 56-year-old Charles Dick Humphreys. Uh-oh. I know. Okay, the names. Hold on. Hold on. The names. <clears throat> this is like the fucking Nathan Wayne Nance story where, like, okay, go. Yes. Go. Kay. I'll be good. I'll be good. He had just celebrated his 35th wedding anniversary the day before, and they ha- and he had been transferred to Ocala from Crystal River, and that's where he was headed that day. Or he headed, yeah, whatever. She told him that her car had broken down and she was trying to get to her sister's house to get to her kids or some bullshit story. She even showed him, like, a little picture of two kids, and, like, she went all out on this oh, one. she was like, oh, look, poor kid. Yeah, look at my kids. They're so cute. <laughs> yeah. They were chatting in the car, and she found out that he was a cop. She told him she was a call girl, and she gave him his her prices. She's like, $30 for a blowjob, 75 for sex. And she would Does have... That sound so low? I don't know. Well, it was the 80s, 90s, early 90s. Um, he said 
that he didn't want to continue that conversation anymore, but he would continue to give her a ride. So, before, yeah. Well, he was just like, you know what? Stop talking about that. I'll keep giving you a ride if you don't talk about that anymore. Uh, before he knew it, she had pulled her twenty-two revolver on him and shoved it into his rib cage while he's driving. Unfortunately, he had left his thirty-eight service weapon home that day, so he didn't have anything. Uh, in the book, it said that he like... He probably thought that it was just like a robbery. He's going to pull over. Like, here's my money. Oh, no, you've left me in the middle of nowhere. Take my fucking car. I don't know yeah. shit. I'll get a new one. Yeah. And Not so, yeah. But she gave him instructions on where to go. So he asked her if she was sure she wanted to go through with this. And she just shoved the gun into his ribs even harder. Um, she told him to do what the fuck he tells her and that motherfucking cops do nothing but give her shit. I wonder why. Why? Look at your life choices, Lee. Listen, listen, listen. Listen. Um, he drove to where she told him to go. And it was an area that seemed to be like a, a subdivision in the making but had been abandoned. She told him to get the fuck out of the car. He took the keys out of the ignition and got his briefcase and he probably thought she was just gonna steal the car yeah like cash and car buy what the fuck were you taking the keys out of the ignition for i don't know maybe to make it harder for like um jingle 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 and he's a cop he probably (laughs) knows to take his keys out of the ignition fair enough because tweeter will take your car (laughs) tweeter will take your car that was one of the things that i learned when i lived in uh houston is that if you're being carjacked, you fucking throw your keys. Yeah. Well, then, there you go. And then you have to fucking chase to get my fucking vehicle. She was at the back of the car by the fender, pointing the gun at him, and he got out. She shot him in the gut, and he fell to the ground, ending up with five fucking shots, dude. To the gut and the the head. Yes. Savage. Yes. She's gone savage. She has. He tried to get up, but he was choking on blood. She stood over him and said, die, motherfucker, and fired one last shot right in the back of his fucking head, dude. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is where she's setting more of, like... She's getting like, more she's confident. Getting, she's getting more confident in her killing. Like, she's more powerful. She understands what she's doing. I don't know why the fuck she didn't get a more powerful weapon. Not to sound like a douchebag. That's what I've wondered this whole time. Like, one and done. Uh, Come on. Let's let's be honest with each other. Why the fuck didn't she have a higher-powered rifle? That's what I've or always not wondered. Not even a handgun. Jesus she, Christ. Well, she just has a the twenty two revolver pistol. I know, and I'm that's I'm like, what, what are you, what are you doing She stole that? a thirty eight at one time, but it got taken away. So this is where she's getting more confident in her killing. She was no longer just like slinging bullets into their torso. She was shooting them in the fucking head. His body was found the next evening. When the detective got there, he noticed that Dick's wallet was missing, obviously, and his pockets looked like they had been gone through. Officers Gail Goodwin and Michael Collins had been, uh, were the last to see Dick. Oh shit. Sorry. 
Officers Gail Goodwin and Michael Collins were the last to see Dick alive, so they were the ones that were brought in for questioning. They were cleared as suspects. His wife said that he never really carried more than 20 to $40 and didn't really pick up hitchhikers, and that he came home like clockwork and gave them a description of the missing car that he was in. Mm-hmm. The next day, eight detective, detectives, Jesus Christ on a cross, with fucking toast on butter. Jesus. Detectives. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. Um, the next day, eight detectives came from different counties and finally got all together, compared their notes on all of their homicides, all their John Doe's, all their missing peoples, and they were like, oh, maybe we have a people. Maybe, maybe we have a suspect. A suspect. A suspect. So they have gone back and they've come to the conclusion that now they have the same person in all of these homicides. Now we have Richard Malloy, David Spears, John Doe, Peter Symes, I think that's how you say his name, Troy Burris, and Charles fucking Dick Dick Humphreys. Jesus fuck. (laughs) Dick Humphreys that have all been murdered and abandoned. Get your gory gals. Signature bath bombs, because we're fucking done. <laughs> we just fucked you over. This is my favorite thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Next time we're going to find out how long. Oh, God. Maybe next week I'll just fuck your feelings a little bit more. A little bit more. A little, we, little bit. We like fucking your feelings. A little, little, a little, little bit. A little bit. Yes. So you can go to... ThePurpleLotusOnline.com to get Gory Gal signature bath bombs. Use the code DEADPOD15 for 15% off your bath bombs. Bath bombs. Bath bombs. Bath bombs. We um. also want to give a great big thank you to one of our favorite friends, Tom Kusick. He made us our cult symbol. Is that what it's called? I Cult say, symbol? Uh, icon? I don't... I. It's fucking beautiful, and thank you so much, because I love it with all of my guts. Yes, we asked We asked him to do one a long time ago, and then I kind of forgot about it completely. We, but then he sent he sent an email with the, with the cult stuff, and I was so super fucking excited about that, because it's way cool. You'll see it online. If you're a Patreon, you'll get it in a sticker yeah. eventually. We have to order them first, yeah. but... Well, dude, your money is what pays for those fucking stickers. Yeah, so we'll be ordering those and getting them sent out. Also, he has started a Horrid Taste Red Bubble. So mm. you can get some of his stuff that he is making since he doesn't really do it by hand before he was doing it by hand. Ran out of, he doesn't have so much time dude, and that's costs hard. a that's lot. That's hard to do. So he's doing a Red Bubble now. And dude, his... his Redbubble account is redbubble.com backslash people backslash horrid taste. So, but what else? If you're not a Patreon and you want that sticker, you should join Patreon. Guess what's going <laughs> to happen? Have to happen. Ha- have to happen. It will go out to anybody a dollar and up. So, if you can donate, it's worth Even it for the sticker. The fucking dollar? Yes. And you're. If you're one dollar and up, any any of our patreons get all of these ex- Patreon exclusive stickers, so it's worth it just right there. If you want to get our merch, you can go to colormedeadpod.threadless.com or redbubble.com/people/colormedead. 
And you can also check us out on social media. If you'd like to follow us on Facebook, we have uh, Color Me Dead Podcast. And then we have Color Me Dead Group. We have Color Me Dead Pod on Twitter. And we have Color Me Dead Podcast on Instagram. And I'm on Instagram at Gory underscore Nikki and at Entune on Twitter. So many don't pick up some blonde bitches on the fucking side of the highway with psycho eyes and snaggle teeth. And stay Stay out out of chalk lines. lines. Goodbye. When I come up with a good tagline, I have to type it or else I'll forget. I'll be like, I can't. This is the Blink Shop Killer speaking. Visit bleakshop.bigcartel.com for all of your true crime needs. Where are patches and buttons? So people at parties know that you're into true crime without even talking to you. That's bleakshop.bigcartel.com In transmission. steps bap bap <laughs> baby steps to the elevator <laughs> <Don't>. sorry mm. Mm. <laughs> we need to watch mm. that episode. i haven't watched it for so long <laughs> baby steps mm. to the elevator <laughs> this is what happens when we're away from each other <laughs> for too long jesus christ Neither one of us can read, and all we can do is play. Yeah. Jesus. All right.